Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson. He's Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey, that was a week and he's Garrett Price. He's he's tired from last week. Yeah, I'm still yeah, out used of it all up last week. I'm still out of breath uh, for my long end, <laughs> which I could have gone longer, by the way. Uh, what was the what was the time? What was the official time? Did... Yeah, thirty one. Yeah, right. so thirty one. I started laughing. I started laughing. I had so much. I had so much uh, air left in my lungs. I was laughing. Um, so we're back. This is the pre-vacation show. Uh, so we're gonna do a game. Yeah, you know, it's gonna, Heck yeah. we're gonna have some fun. Like Matt and I are both going on vacation. We're in vacation oh, mode, yeah. so like we're ready to have some fun. Garrett's got some games for us. We got Nerd Herd questions for the Nerd Herd show. We pretty much got one foot out the door, but we are committed Woo. to Dynasty Nerd and the Nerd Herd community. Uh, so let's get in. Uh, what do you got for us today, Garrett? What are we, what are we gonna get yeah. into before I talk about our partners? I was gonna say we, we got to make sure we talk about underdog and all that, but we are uh, we're gonna do pick your poison again because that's everybody's everybody loves pick your poison debating two players that are close. But last week we didn't get to get to the Isaiah Likelyometer, and so we've got a few questions uh, that we're gonna go through there, and we'll see what kind of time we have after that. But pick your poison and the Isaiah Likelyometer. All right. Well, while everybody out right now is out, the Scott Fishbowls uh, kicked off. If you're on Twitter, you see everybody tweeting their teams out. I'm tweeting my team out. Yeah, I'm part of the. Yeah. Hey, if all the cool kids are doing it, you know, give me in that, give me that group. You know, one loser <laughs> trying to squeeze his way in there. That's me. Uh, so the Scott Fishbowl is going on. If you want to try and get into the Scott Fishbowl, which is over 3,300 participants uh, this year, it grows every single year. If you go to Underdog, they have a Scott Fishbowl contest out there right now for five bucks. And that money goes to the uh, Fantasy Cares website for to help out the kids around Christmas time. So it's Underdog, man. You know, it, it's the easiest place to go play fantasy football. Now that NFL draft is done, best ball mania is kicked off. You got the, the, the little tournaments, tournaments with your friends, that's what underdog is. It allows you to play best ball where you just set your lineup, you you draft, you participate in a thousand drafts like everybody else, and then that's it. You're done until the football season's over, and then you just rake in the cash. It's that simple. The underdog, you download the app, you put in the promo code NERDS, they match your deposit up to $100. You get a free year membership of the Nerd Herd, which gives you all kinds of cool access to tools and shows, and then you win major cash. I mean, what else, what else is there to sell you, people? Get out there. Puff up your pockets with green or euro or coins. You know, who knows how it works out. You might get some coins. Download the underdog <laughs> app. Use the promo code nerds. At least 10 bucks. We'll send you an email. You're going to get a free year membership to the Nerd Herd with all our tools, the film room, all that, um, and have a very good time doing so and just try to win that $3 million. And if you do win that $3 million, please hire me as your consultant. Could you imagine $3 million in coins? <laughs> How? Yeah, that's some back of a dump truck. That's some Scrooge McDuck stuff right there. You you got to have a vault and you got to be able to dive in there. Dude, <laughs> that's that's all. That's the only way I can get it. Go ahead, drop it off in pennies. I don't care. I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll pay somebody to start wrapping house. We'll be in business. <laughs> Three million dollars in coins. I saw some funny meme the other day. They're like, "Oh, would you rather have seven hundred thousand dollars in pennies or seventy thousand dollars cash?" It was just like a little thing, and like all the people were in a seventy thousand uh, dollars cash sign. Not realizing the thing that was like seven hundred thousand pennies. Yeah, I don't know why I thought of that, but I did. 
So I mean, <laughs> you got to take the seven hundred thousand dollars worth of pennies. Well, yeah, I mean, Matt, it was kind of showed up. Was, I think it was something to show people are morons. And I'm sorry for bringing it on the show, but it popped in yeah. my head, and I can't control myself. I got urges. <laughs> <laughs> well, getting, right. back to the, getting back to the Scott Fishbowl, I wish my T-shirt came in. I, I, I ordered three of them. I, I was hoping to wear one of them on the show tonight. I had the Miller Lite one because that's the division I'm in. Nice. I had the Patron one, okay. which is also pretty cool. And then I forgot. I couldn't remember what the, what the third one I ordered was. It was the Cheers one. Just going oh. back to my because that Cheers always is going to have a special place in my heart just from from growing up in that, in that era. Okay. But uh, the Cheers one. Yeah, I have two. I got to give. I got this, my connects, of course, which is what division I'm in, and I got the uh, Texas Roadhouse because I can't get over those rules and uh, the best house, <laughs> the side sell in the game as well. But I'm like, dude, I need more because I saw John Bosch post that ramen noodle one, and like, I really want the ramen noodle one because that's how I lived in college. Um, oh yeah, without ramen noodles, I could, I might not even be here today. So thank you, ramen noodles. And uh, <laughs> do, you, do you remember? Do you remember how good Shayna's ramen noodles were? I don't know what oh, she did to those things. She it, was the best at cooking. No, ramen I know noodles. exactly what she did because I literally cook my ramen noodles exactly the same. It's where you just put just enough water in, so it cooks it. But but then by the time you get done, the water is evaporated, so all you get left is pretty much just the noodles. And then I put crushed red pepper in it and I stir it up. Whew. I still eat ramen some- noodles like once probably a month here still because I can't get over it. Like I'm just from the college. I still do it. Like I, I think about it. I was like, man, if I won a billion dollars and I was a billionaire, <laughs> I'd probably I still eat still- ramen like every couple months. Like <laughs> you still you know, eat those 25 cent ramens. Yeah, they're not good for you. They're like full of sodium. They're not healthy. But like, I don't care. Okay, I'm not Mr. <laughs> Mr. Glamorous over here. Workout body king. You can't see my abs. I think I have them. <laughs> somewhere <laughs> there there's a show i can't think of what it i can't think of what it's called um but it was with maya rudolph and it was the same kind of thing where she's like worth like billions of dollars and this like chef makes her this like super fancy meal and she's like hey uh this looks great but how can i get a frozen burrito <laughs> like yeah fine <laughs> like goes in the freezer yeah dude i'm still getting chipotle i know people say oh no, you wouldn't, Rich, because you'd have a personal chef uh, make it. And maybe I would. Maybe it'd still be the same, but like. I would just have the personal chef run to Taco Bell for me. That would be the only difference. <laughs> yeah. Hey, can you go get my Taco Bell? You don't forget the sour cream, Buster. <laughs> I don't want to pay DoorDash. I'll pay a private yeah, I was chef. Gonna say, <laughs> they got things for that now. <laughs> nope. I'm going to have. I'm a billionaire. I got to have a private chef, but he, he's more just a. <laughs> Dude, uh, number one, I think I would get after bought a house would be if I was a billionaire as a private chef, 100%. Yeah, that'd be dope. I'd gain so much weight. Never have to cook again. <laughs> wouldn't that'd even care. Nah, no, but I, I wouldn't even care because I, have, I wouldn't even gain weight because I have a personal trainer too. Like, there you go. The kind of one like I'm not, I'm not even running. Like there's just somebody like moving my legs for me really fast. Yeah, that's how I'd be doing it. You could get one of those infomercial things that like shocks your abs every little bit. You yeah, know, whatever it takes. Yeah. Fat's coming in, just suck it on out, Doc. It's okay. <laughs> Give me that ramen. We have completely oh, gotten derailed. We really have. Pick your poison, sorry, ramen guys. noodles or Taco Bell. <laughs> oh, I know what I'm picking. Yeah, ramen, ramen noodles. noodles yeah. 100, 100, 100 times, times out of 100. 100 100 times out of 100. It's funny, my son's right. baseball game today, we were, de- we were debating Canes, raising Canes, or Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. For the I've chicken. Never had, I've never I'm had raising Canes. Bread. Oh, Kane. Oh, yeah. You want that bread? 
I love Kane's bread. That's separate. But if I'm just debating chicken, it's 100% chicken. It was just my son's birthday. We catered it from Raising Cane's, and I had to go pick it up. <laughs> I, I ate two pieces of bread yeah, in the car on the way back. And then I ate four pieces of bread when I got back. And there was another kid that was here, and that's all he wanted was a bread. He ate like five pieces. And I'm like, I told my wife, I was like, damn, between me and Austin, we ate like 10 pieces of bread. She's like, I had one. One piece of bread. <laughs> Because you, like, you guys got to it, man. I'm like, I wish did, you would have saved that for did me. Did you do the BBS? What's the what's that? Butter both sides. You got to tell them BBS when you go through. The oh, butter both dude, sides. We, I, 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 I'll remember that next time because this was like catered, obviously. So we just had like yeah. bags upon bags yeah. of food. But usually when I do go to Cane's, I get the whole, you know, no coleslaw, two pieces of bread. No, please. no coleslaw. Yeah, don't, don't waste my time with that. Come on. Keep keep your shredded cabbage, cabbage and mayonnaise to yourself. <laughs> Eat that. Get that cabbage and carrots out of here, man. I had somebody in front of me one time get no toast and extra slaw, and I was like, that person can't be trusted. I don't know who you are. I I can't trust you. I can't. We're not not compatible. Nope. 100%. (laughs) And it was the money move. The money move is, well, well, we got the fries, like the couple trays of fries, and the fries were kind of soggy, which is kind of bogus. But Uh, the next day, guess what we had for lunch and dinner? Canes. And what my wife did was she threw those fries right back in an air fryer. Yes, that's the way. My son's response was this. He's like, Dad, next time we want canes, we should order it a day ahead of time and then get the fries and put it in the air fryer and then eat the fries. And I'm like, yeah, you're right, son. Pretty good stuff. Kid's got good ideas, man. Oh, he does. He's a Dotson for sure. So That's rocking the sunglasses at night if you're watching on YouTube here. Dude, it's vacation mode. I don't know. Let's yeah, do this. I mean, we're, dude, we're, we're, ten, we're, we're not even, we're not even talking dynasty. Yeah, we're, we're, we're talking all sorts of other stuff. It's all I'm Scott Fishbowl, man. It's trying to bring the people together. You know, that, that's why mm-hmm. I love the uh, that new thing they're doing on Underdog with that. Try to get in and you keep applying because Scott does a really good job of trying to get everybody in there. I got t- like I got Matt Harmon in my division. I got Chad Parsons in my division. Yeah, I got like two big time yeah. uh, analysts in my division. I'm going against I'm going to beat their ass. I can't wait. Yeah, you know, no disrespect, <laughs> boys, but I'm taking away the champ. I mean, you got to remember, I came in top eight two years ago. So they're like, I'm a big time guy now in Scott Fishbowl. We'll see. I got risky. I got risky. It took Kyle Pitts as my second tight end before I took any running backs. Ooh. So I got two tight ends, Hawkinson wow. and Pitts. And then and then now there's literally nine running backs in a row that went. Um, but it's OK, because I'm going to take Miles Sanders to go with Joe Mixon and everything be OK. There you go. All right. Let's let's get to let's get to the game. Can the game, uh, can the game be like who's on the board for Scott Fishbowl for me and you guys stuff? <laughs> I want to win. All right, let's get to the game. I don't even know what we're playing, but get me in there. We might have to start a fantasy food league. I'm not sure how it would work or how you get points, but it sounds fantastic. Oh, dude. <laughs> no, we should do because we, we can do custom rankings on our site um, on the Nice Nerds app. Dude, we should because you know how you can do your own rankings yeah. like on the Nice Nerds app, the users can. We should put the food on there. We do our rankings. We get the ADP, and then we get the users' rankings in ADP. Ooh, that's that's not a bad idea. And that week, I'll get as many of those things as I can eat. And then if the service isn't good, or it comes out cold, or whatever, oh. they drop in the rankings. Miles Sanders in the rankings. Miles Sanders just went to Scott Fishbowl, Mike and Ike Division. Uh, I'm in big oh. trouble. Well, yeah, you, you get risky for that other tight end, and uh, here we go. Um, hey. Play to win the game. I'll be okay. I'll take Damian Pierce if I have to. <laughs> Dalvin Cook's still on the board, too. Is, is James Conner still there? No, he went, too. Otherwise, he'd have been gone, too. Oh, Javante Williams. Gotta, is, Javante Williams and DeAndre Swift is still there. I'm not up, but 
I'm gonna. I, I just got those. James Conner in the seventh. I was pretty happy about. Yeah, that. he went in the fourth for mine. Woo! Yeah, I got him so. in the seventh. Let's go. I wish. All right, he's one of my poison. top targets. Pick your poison. Dynasty, uh, of course, we're talking a lot of redraft at the moment with the Scott Fishbowl. But remember, this is the Dynasty nerds, not the redraft nerds, not the Scott Fishbowl nerds. This is Dynasty nerds. So uh, I will give you two players that ADP-wise are pretty close. You'll tell me which player you would prefer for your Dynasty squads and why. And remember, this is Dynasty nerds, Superflex, tight end premium, ADP. God, I'm ready to get all the right answers here. All right, let's get it. Uh, First one here, running back number five. He's moved up in the July rankings, or in the July ADP, I should say. Saquon Barkley at RB5. Would you rather Saquon Barkley at RB5 or Jameer Gibbs at RB6? I mean, from a dynasty standpoint, I'm uh, that one's really close, but I'm probably going to go Jameer Gibbs just uh, based off of the age, right? I mean, Saquon Barkley obviously has tons of upside, and you know he's the offense is basically running through him, right? I mean, he's the he's the most special player there, um, uh, and he's going to catch a ton of passes. But it, Jameer Gibbs is just so much younger, and he's going to be doing a ton of a ton of pass catching as well. So for me, it's Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, I like Jameer Gibbs in an offense with Ben Johnson, you know, and how creative it's going to get and how they're growing an offense and offensive line. But for me, I'm still going to go Saquon Barkley here. Um, I know he, I know you always want to grab youth, but in this situation, you know, Jameer Gibbs is somewhat like of unknown. Like, I know he's got the draft capital. I know he's in a good system, but we don't know how dominant he's going to be between the tackles. Like, is he going to be Alvin Kamara, which is still a massive win? We know Saquon Barkley is a three down running back. We know he's very, very viable in the passing game. We know now he's a full year removed from that, like over a year removed now from the ACL injury playing for a big contract. Um, There's no guarantee that the the giants are going to extend Saquon Barkley. I mean, the longer we get into the season, the less likely that's going to look, which means for me as a, as a dynasty player, if I have Saquon Barkley, I'm okay with that because like the next team he goes to play for, like they're going to give him a contract. He's going to get at least two years guaranteed. So it's telling me that we got at least three more years, probably if not four more years of Saquon, which, you know, can we get out of Jameer Gibbs? You know, if he becomes, even becomes Alvin Kamara, we're looking still about six years. So in that window, out of a guy that I can't guarantee is going to be a beat between the tackle running back, a power running back, um, and now the generational running back that Saquon was coming out, and I know he had that one down year, but the Giants have done a really good job on the offensive line. Um, bringing Darren Waller should help and open up some things in the passing game as well with those receiving options. So for me, I, I, of course, ADP is close. It's really close for me. But if I'm in Dynasty, I would take Saquon easily over Jameer Gibbs in a startup. And if somebody offered me that, if I'm like a tender – um, or like middle of the road, I'm still taking Saquon Barkley in a trade, fire trade if somebody offered me that. Like if I was on a clock in a one QB league, say, or say it's even Superflex, and I'm on a clock there at one five and Jameer Gibbs on the board and they want to move up for Jameer Gibbs and they offer me Saquon Barkley, I would take that deal right away. Now, r- reminder, I didn't, I didn't do a good job of saying this in the beginning. This is startup draft. So that doesn't change anything for you, correct? No, not at all. I mean, because okay, like just making sure the way just I would build sure. my yeah the way I would build my team in a startup is like I'm definitely going to try and win year one and I mean Saquon's in that right mode like I said that that two to four year window which is kind of like outside of like when you draft like a Bijan some of those lines but I mean any other running back you take I mean if you think Jonathan Taylor say Jonathan Taylor's running back one at four in startup mode right what are you looking at Jonathan Taylor right now a two to four year window and like even that four year 
window and Jonathan Taylor, you could say is stretching it now for how long he's been in the league. I know Saquon's been in the league a little bit longer, but every other running back, I mean, you're in that same mode. Like I'm still, I look at all those guys the same, like even the good guys, like Jimmy Gibbs, like two to four years, two to four years, two to four years. And if I look at a Saquon like that, I'm just going to take the, the premier talent. That's how I look at it. Yeah, I think I think uh, I'm gonna have to split the the tie here. You guys win on each side of it. I'm still going with Gibbs, who originally was the RB five. They just switched in the most recent ADP, and for me, it's the five years. I mean, there's a five year gap between Saquon Barkley and Jameer Gibbs, and and for me, that's just that's such a big one. And I know you're saying two to four years. I think the four is really optimistic with Barkley, who's 26 right now. Four years, you're saying he's still gonna be a top end guy at 30. Yeah, where in you know you know. In, in a few years, Gibbs will be 24, 25 years old because he's 21 right now. So that's the difference for me. They, they used a top 15 pick on him. They're going to use him in the in the receiving game. They've talked about that a ton. And granted, we haven't seen it, so there's no guarantee they actually do what they say they're going to do. But if things work out as we plan, uh, he should be an RB1 for the foreseeable future. So I, I just think the five years is just too much for me. Had it been more like three years, I think I would have gone Barkley. But five is just a little too many for me. Yeah, five years is a lot. You're kind of swayed. Like, that's all you had to sway to make me feel like, oh, did I make the wrong <laughs> choice? Like five years is a long time. But I mean, I guess, I mean, but at the same time, like I said, if it's a, if it's a startup, I think I'd build my team around like young wide receivers and everything as well. Like, and he's kind of running right. back. I would try to grab early. So I still feel like, I feel like the most juice I'm going to get, like I feel more comfortable with is Saquon. Like, obviously I love Jameer Gibbs. I think I get a ton of juice sure. out of that, out of that fruit. But like, I feel like, like, it's still like a question mark. I'm very confident in Saquon Barkley. So, but you guys are probably right. I'm probably wrong, but we'll see. In five I mean, years. Rich, it does, it does just boil down to, you know, exactly what you're going to get from Saquon and Jameer Gibbs is all projection at this point. And, and you have to be able to balance that. And for me, the age difference is enough. And the fact that he got drafted so high, I mean, we've said that a few times already that, that they're going to, I feel confident that they're going to get him involved. Now, whether or not it translates, who the hell knows? But Saquon Barkley is obviously the safer choice for the next two or three years. So if you're a contender, that's the way you're, or you're building a contender on a startup. That's the way you're going to go over to yeah. Mark Gibbs. And that makes sense. But if you're just looking for longevity and and still a very high-end asset, then you're going for Jameer Gibbs. Hey, I got a question for you. Pick your poison for you guys. Same All two right. players. You're talking about two dynamic, fantastic first names here, Jameer and Saquon. Like those are solid names. What name would you choose over there? Jameer. I think I gotta go with Jameer because of how it's spelled. It is spelled so good. Definitely. I know it looks so good. It does. It It flows. It's such a nice name. But Saquon's so strong. It just sounds like it is. I I I like Saquon, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I think I'd go yeah. Saquon, too. That's like they're both really good names, though. Like, I like them a lot. Yeah. Like, I would, like, I, I might have to go to dot, like, not the adoption agency, but the, uh, the naming agency and talk about my kids' names. <laughs> Saquon Jameer Dotson. I mean, I've already changed my youngest son's name already for, from Baker Mayfield Dotson. Like, I'm going to have to change it to something different. <laughs> I mean, LaDainian Tomlinson Dotson has a good ring, too. And I know that's like an all timer for me. So, okay. Megaton Dotson? Saquon wins. At least, okay. Saquon wins one battle this round, at least. Next question, please. Dude, All LTD right. sounds pretty good, too. Like, it, that rolls off. Ooh. So, sounds like Ladanian you get uh, That's like something bad you can get when you uh, have mischievous relations with somebody who uh, <laughs> likes to have mischievous re- like relations like consistently <laughs> in dirty places. 
Oh, man, L- I got that L- I got, I got an LTD. Oh, man. Actually, that doesn't even sound that bad, though. Like, even when you try to make it sound bad, it doesn't sound bad. Like, oh, man, I got that LTD. I'm like, oh, sounds you had a great time, didn't you? I'm like, yeah, I did. Yeah, it was worth it. Wouldn't be the first time. I don't even want to know what the L stands for. Love, Matt. Love. All right. right, Moving to the the wide receiver position. The second word is the. And then the last word begins with a D. So just go ahead and take a kick a cast. Wide receiver 27, Calvin Ridley. Donuts, or Donuts. Defense. <laughs> defense. defense. Yes. Defense. I love the defense. This is, a fantasy, this is a fantasy football podcast, man. Come on. Well, come on. Miles Garrett and Zedarius Smith on ends. Come on. What's better than that? Love that defense. LTD, man. Yeah. It's not love the defense. I love that defense. Love it. LTD. Get it. Wide receiver 27, Calvin Ridley, the newly acquired Jaguar. Or wide receiver 29, Terry McLaurin. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Give me Calvin Ridley because I'm singing myself a little diddly and it goes a little something like this. He's such a good route runner. So when you draft them, it's much more funner, even though funner is really not a word. No, more fun. I, dude, that was a terrible song, man. I'm not oh, gonna dude, lie. I'm a terrible Everyone singer. Else, ev- everyone's ears out there. Are I'm bleeding. a terrible singer. I'm a terrible daily writer. Peter, cut that out so we can use that as a soundbite for things later. Not if and you want to keep was, your job, Peter. You won't. And if and it was the wrong advice too. On top of it. No so, way, dude. Let me explain. We myself. are all we are all dumber for having listened to that. <laughs> Listen. When it comes to age wise, they're pretty similar in age. Like they're they right, are. like they're almost the same age. So like you can't argue age with Terry McLaurin and Calvin Ridley. And when it comes to like route running, like they're both really good route runners, but Calvin Ridley is an elite route runner. And I'm just gonna go ahead and take the situation here. You know, Terry McLaurin um also has a good wide receiver opposite of him. I know he has Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, and but Terry McLaurin's got Curtis Samuel and Jahan Dotson. But Calvin Ridley's just paired up with a generational quarterback, a quarterback that's gotten better last year. And I just spent taking a big step forward this year in Trevor Lawrence, my first round pick, Scott Fishbowl. And you know, coming out a year where you know, not coming off injuries, a full year removed, yes, but a receiver that, you know, before he had his like problems there in Atlanta like he was going in the first round of startups like he was that good he's an absolute elite fantasy football route runner or NFL route runner with great hands knows how to produce we saw what Christian Kirk could do in that offense last year so if Christian Kirk could produce at a high level I completely expect Calvin Ridley to complete uh, compete at a higher level and produce for our fantasy football teams even more if Terry McLaurin was on the it was, the roles were reversed and he was playing with Trevor Lawrence I'd probably look at there differently but I just love the situation with Calvin Ridley a little bit more and that, and I know he hasn't played in a couple of years but it'd be no difference like how I felt about like when Christian McCaffrey didn't play for those two years because of injury um, or Saquon being back for an, a year and a half like. I feel very comfortable about where he is and that not like Atlanta where all that pressure is on top of him because of all the weapons they have around him with Evan Ingram as well in the run game. So with Terry McLaurin, we don't feel strong about the run game. We don't feel strong about the quarterback game. I just don't, from a fantasy football perspective, I'm shooting all upside here and I'm going to take the guy who I saw 
put up wide receiver one numbers where Terry McLaurin to me just seems like he's a wide receiver two. I don't see the seal in there for being a wide receiver one pretty much now because of his age, almost for pretty much for the rest of his career, which is not a bit doesn't mean he's bad. Calvin really still offers that wide receiver one upside. So I'm gonna go ahead and chase that down. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Um, oh, now, Mister Switchy Pants, go ahead, go ahead. You have some, you have some good points there, Rich, that um, <laughs> you brought up about his age, specifically. For for some reason, I I, I do I, I always forget that Terry McLaurin's on the older side. Yeah. So I yeah, thought he was like closer eight months apart. Yeah, I thought he was closer to like twenty five, twenty six. I forget he's like twenty seven already. Um, and, and I do agree with you that Calvin Ridley has probably the higher upside. The unfortunate thing and and why I, I initially, you know, I'm thinking Terry McL- my initial thoughts were Terry McLaurin's younger, Terry McLaurin's been playing. And, and and that's the concern that's kind of still gnawing at the back of my mind. Calvin Ridley, before he got suspended and all that stuff, he, he was in a kind of a dark place. Hopefully he's gotten all that stuff turned around and straightened out and he's back to loving football because I feel like he was he was not there. Uh, for being before he got suspended before before the gambling stuff so as long as he's got all that stuff straightened out he's the more talented player and and considering they are closer not closer in age than i thought i would probably go calvin really as well so my initial thoughts and me kind of saying that you made the wrong decision rich was probably me jumping the gun a little bit it was you it was making the wrong, wrong decision it was you it was me the wrong decision. it was me it was me making the wrong decision rich <laughs> and i'm not uh, i'm not and i'm not afraid to admit it it's okay Look at you being the bigger man. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I I'm with you guys. I I really want, and I'm and I'm I'm similar to Matt in this, where I really wanted to go Terry McLaurin because I love Terry McLaurin as a player. He's he's consistently good year in and year out. But at the end of the day, he doesn't offer the same type of ceiling uh, that that Calvin Ridley does. And at wide receiver, twenty seven for one, twenty nine for the other. Like you're looking at a like wide receiver three at this point. Like so. Why not shoot for the upside? I'm not having to play it safe with my wide receiver three. I would rather go for the upside, go for wide receiver three prices that could get me wide receiver one return for the next two years. So I think we're three for three on this one. Yeah, 100%. I mean, if you buy a house that has eight foot ceilings, like you're like, oh, this is still a nice house. This is comfortable. But if you walk into a house and you got like, oh, you could get cathedral ceilings. Like, what are you taking? All day, get those cathedral ceilings. Come on. Right. A big picture picture of me up there. No shirt on. (laughs) Eating ramen noodles. <laughs> All right, F- fancy ramen noodles with the crushed red pepper and oh, dude, you gotta put right. a, oh, dude, you gotta put crushed red pepper on it for sure. Then you don't wear a shirt because then if you drop a noodle, you got like those like noodle catchers on your left and right pack. <laughs> Is that like the beard catcher thing? Are you referring to the hairs on your nipples as noodle catchers? First of all, I was just referring to my nipples. Period. I don't have hair on my nipples. You Sasquatch. Oh. I'm, not, I'm not a very hairy person, but I do have a few hairs on my nipples. Oh, I know. We are, we are at almost 27 minutes and we've made it through two players or two sets of players. Hey, All right. Don't catch me on vacation, though, bro. <laughs> we'll see if we get that likely meter this week. Yeah. <laughs> likely. He just keeps getting forgotten. If you pick uh, up the pace over and get the questions out, maybe when they have these conversations. Quarterback six, Lamar Jackson versus quarterback eight. Justin Field, pick your poison. Man, this one's kind of tough for me. Um, yeah, it's tough you know, for obviously, me too. I've, but I know obviously, I you want. get the you get the years um, with with uh, Fields. 
neither one of them has established themselves as like a, a great thrower of the football, but I think Justin Fields still has the upside there um, to to be a better a better thrower than Lamar Jackson, just from a purely mechanical throwing standpoint. Um, I'm I'm gonna go Fields. I'm gonna I th- I think he offers you know he hasn't been injured and nicked up like Lamar has the past few years, and I kind of like where that whole team's going. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Justin Fields. Get a few yeah, me too. I know. And I know I know most people would say, you know, the right choice is Lamar Jackson. And you're probably right. You know what I mean? Like the but we're talking about a player who hasn't finished the last two years healthy. I know he just got the bag and good for him. But I mean, he hasn't finished the last two years healthy. I know a couple of years ago he had a, a boatload of touchdowns and go along with the rushing yards, but when we're talking about a player where the main juice for him is his rushing ability. Every year he gets older, the, the the quicker that dries out and the less like the less excited you get about that. Like in the long run, you want somebody that can throw a football for a long term. And where you're taking both these players, like you're looking for the cornerstone player of your franchise. You're talking about this is the first round pick in your startup league in a super flex. So for me, there's so many more outside of the bag that Lamar got. There's so many more questions like can he develop better as a thrower? Will he get hurt again? How much longer can he run the football? Will they even keep running that way now that he did get paid, right? Like, are they going to keep even using him that way because now they invested so much into him? I don't know. And yes, there's questions about Justin Fields as well, but kind of goes back to that youth. Like, give me the youth. I love what they're building around him. I love that he showed he could be a high upside runner uh, last year. I love that his passing game developed more as the year went along. I mean, it could have, it was non-existent in the beginning of the year. We saw him have a really nice deep ball at Ohio State as well. So, for me, like I would shoot for the upside here with Justin Fields and go ahead and gamble that way and hope that I, I made the right decision. Even though Lamar probably seems like the same thing, kind of like the Calvin Ridley effect or uh or the Saquon argument, right? Like I know what I'm getting out of Saquon. Like you feel like you get you know you're gonna Lamar Jackson, but with like everything that's happened from now until a year ago, like I don't even think that's a guarantee either. Like, I don't think you do know exactly what you're going to get. You know, they go out here, they have two first round receivers on their roster and Bateman and uh, Zay Flowers. They still have Mark Andrews. They go pay, they overpay Odell Beckham ridiculously by giving them $18 million pretty much. So like they're, they're, they're bringing Todd Munkin. They're clearly one throw the football. And I don't even think, like, I think Lamar's developed nicely as a quarterback, but we still like, he's got three receivers on his roster even now outside of Mark Andrews that you say like he's got no rapport with, right? Like Rashad Bateman's been hurt. So he doesn't throw the football a ton to him. Dave Flowers is a rookie. He's never played with Odell Beckham. So it's all like, he's still going to build that chemistry with these guys. And if that's what his main game is going to be, like I have, I don't know how that's going to play out. Like that tells me. And then with like JK Dobbins, like, are they going to take away his rushing ability? Are they going to tell him like, Hey, we invested too much money in you. You get, you can't run the ball as much as you used to. Throw the football. We don't know how that's going to play out. So it's a mystery to me nonetheless. So I'm going to take uh, Justin Fields. I I thought this would offer some good debate on this one, especially with Lamar Jackson being the higher-ranked player. But we're three for three on this one, too. I'm going Justin Fields. And part of it is, look, look at the, the amazing season that Lamar Jackson had in 2019. That was the year that he led the league, and he was all-world fantasy football points-wise. He His highest scoring game that season was 37 points. Justin Fields in this year, even though he missed a game or two and he started off the year, it was terrible because they weren't doing anything and it was really bad weather and it was just weird. 
He had two games over 40 points. So that shows you what Justin Fields' ceiling is. His ceiling is truly the elite of the elite. So Lamar Jackson in his best season didn't have a single game up to that caliber uh, that, that Justin Fields did last year. And if we start seeing better consistency in the passing game, we have better offensive line. And, and I am. I'm worried that if they focus on throwing the ball more with Lamar, is that better for their actual football team? Yes. But is that better for your fantasy football team? I don't know for sure that it is. So there's enough concerns there. The age, you guys already mentioned, I think we're three for three on this one. Yeah, and you got to consider, too, like the, the draft haul they got for giving that first overall pick, too. So they got multiple first-round picks, too, to help kind of build around Justin Fields. So even though they got Chase Claypool there, even though they got Darnell Mooney there, like you would still expect them next year to probably have enough draft capital to probably invest in a really good receiver. Um, you know, if, if I'm the Bears, honestly – I'm taking a lot of that draft capital. I'm moving up, and I'm giving whatever it takes to get Marvin Harrison Jr. Oh, my gosh. I'd be oh. Put on that roster. I mean, that'd be such a good roster with the, for the Bears to have DJ Moore and then have a Marvin Harrison Jr. on a rookie contract to go with Justin Fields, somebody who has played with him before. You know what I mean? His, his quarterback. I think that'd be a – if I'm the Bears, if I'm, if I'm Pace, like that's what I'm doing. Like I'm making sure I go up and get that number two overall pick, number three overall pick to get Marvin Harrison Jr. on this roster. they really help this offense take a big step forward because it looks like they have the draft capital to do it. It'd be nuts. Uh, let's go back to wide receiver. Wide receiver 10, T. Higgins, or wide receiver 13, Devontae Smith? Man, this one is difficult. Um, Not for me again. I just know <laughs> I, who I, I usually just know who I want. When I look at guys, no. I go, I'll take that guy. So so my initial, you know, my initial read on this is I'm gonna take Devontae Smith. But in the back of my mind, there's there's T. Higgins sitting there and he's closer to getting, let's see, let's just say freedom. You know what I mean? Sure. He he might he might find his way out of Cincinnati. We have we don't know, I guess, how long he's gonna be attached to the number one or number two dynasty asset. Um, you know, from the wide receiver standpoint. So it's Devontae Smith is is obviously stuck with with um AJ Brown for the next few years, uh, you know, probably three years. But T. Higgins is getting kind of he's getting towards the end where he can maybe get out and be that this number is last one year. guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So so that's why on a, you know, from his talent standpoint, Devontae Smith, but they're both so young, and with T. Higgins having freedom so close to him. I'm I'm starting to lean back towards T. Higgins a little bit, but I'm gonna stick with my gut. I'm gonna stay I'm gonna say Devontae Smith, but it's really close for me. How many Heisman's is T. Higgins won? <laughs> None, Rich. None. Good enough excuse for me. That's all you need to know, people. This is a guy who was a wide receiver one with AJ Brown on that roster. As he grows with Jalen Hurts, you know, and this team, you know, we we know already that AJ Brown does not hinder Devontae Smith. And, and you know, I said that last year, like when I think in my bold predictions, I said like, like Devonte Smith would outscore AJ Brown um, because I believe that he was just a better overall receiver. And AJ Brown, again, AJ Brown, just an absolute stud. So again, I'm not trying to poo on AJ Brown, but Devonte Smith is that kind of receiver that no matter where he goes and who he's with, he will consistently win. Like he doesn't need, like obviously he doesn't win. He, he's such a good route runner. He's got such good hands. He's so smooth. He will consistently be open for a long, long time. Like he's like, he's like a skinny Amari Cooper. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Amari Cooper just produced year in and year out um, with just a really savvy route runner, really good football player. I expect him to be in out like fighting for those wide receiver one numbers for at least the next 
five to seven years. Like he is that good. Um, and I, again, you, you throw out the Heisman trophy, like, Oh, does he have a Heisman trophy? But you got to remember, this is the only wide receiver to win the Heisman trophy in what over the last 25, 30 years or so. Like that's how long it's been. Like that's how good he was at Alabama. And we've already seen that already come to fruition here in the NFL. So yeah, is it close for sure? I mean, every guy we discussed here is going to be close. So it's not like, we're, right. not, we're, not, we're not talking about any bad players here. Like, I don't want both T. Higgins and Devontae Smith. But like you said, Matt, as he's closer to freedom, with that unknown, yeah, you could be the number one guy, but with that unknown doesn't automatically guarantee that he's going to be in the best situation. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't guarantee that where he can yep. go somewhere and be the guy or have a good quarterback or a good coach. You know, we don't know where that's going to go. Yeah, we love him now. He's a good player. He's with Joe Burrow for sure. But we know, like you said, Devontae Smith – that the, had the surety that he is in that situation where I know he could be a wide receiver one. And I think he's just a better wide receiver overall. Um, I would take Devonte Smith. I'm going to go with T Higgins on this one. And and we, we talked about how close it is in both, both players being so talented, but points per game last year, they were basically identical. And Half the last point. few games, yeah. yeah point point one difference. And those last couple games, T Higgins was dealing with, uh, hamstring injury. So the last two games were 2.3 and 1.7 points per game or, or points in those last two games. So uh, he would have finished slightly higher uh, than Devontae Smith had that not been the case. But but I think I think it's what Matt mentioned for me, you know, because I know if he does get re-signed, we're going to see almost identical points from these two players. Like we're going to see in the 15 to 16 points per game range out of these two players, if they both stay in the exact same situation. And there's even a chance where, you know, Tyler Boyd's getting older. So maybe whoever the new third wide receiver is, isn't taking as many targets as a Tyler Boyd would. So there, there's a slight chance of an increase there, but wherever he goes, even if the quarterback isn't Joe Burrow, I don't see any scenario where his targets decrease. I think no matter where he goes, he's going to get a boost in targets. So if it's a boost in targets, but slightly less accurate than Joe Burrow, well, then we're still at the same point we are and they're even. But if it happens to go to a place where it is a a very capable quarterback and he's getting 15, 20, 25 more targets a season, that's the difference between you know a guy that is going to be a low-end wide receiver one to potentially a high-end wide receiver one. So I'm just going to take it on that slight upside. I'll go with T. Higgins on All this right. one. Tell, tell and, us about and, our friends at Underdog or uh, at FFPC after this because we got we to gotta roll. I got to get – we have to get to the likelihood too. Like I know. Poor Isaiah Likely. Um, yeah, FFPC, they're, they're awesome. Launched in 2010. Largest high-stakes dynasty league in the community. Uh, over 1,000 active leagues currently running with new startups – Forming daily, starting at a hundred dollar. <laughs> we, we're on YouTube, guys. They can see you. <laughs> yeah, I know we're in vacay mode. Make fun of Matt. <laughs> continue, <laughs> con, continue your read, Garrett. Go ahead. One hundred dollar uh, entries, all the way up to five thousand dollar entries. Uh, orphans, you can get on there. Get yourself a team, maybe even a little <laughs> bit of a discount, but you will for sure get a discount at myffpc.com if you use the promo code NERDS because you will get $25 off any entry. That's promo code NERDS at myffpc.com. All right. Are you two jabronis ready for uh, <laughs> for Isaiah Likeleometer? Wait, we, got, we still have bigger poisons. 
<laughs> we don't have time. We're at like no, 40 minutes. Done. We haven't even yeah. touched the Isaiah Likely Amir. All right, we're done with the bigger poisons. We're going to Isaiah Likely Amir because we got to get to it. We got it. This uh, poor guy. All right. These, these are my favorite. Let's do this. That's right. Now, let's recap the rules. Most of these have been established by Matt O'Hara himself. Yep. If we're talking about a halfback, you can do half points. Okay. Quarterback. If you're, if you're talking about a quarterback, you can do quarter points. But we have some new rules established here, Matt. You ready for this? Oh, all right. Let's hear Wide it. receiver is wide open. You can pick oh. any increment you want. Okay. okay. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. But, but tight end, we got to keep it tight. Got to keep it tight. Only. Full point. I like got it. it. I like the new rules. Set. I like. See, that's why you do the games consistently because they evolve over time. That's right. That's right. Like the game. game we do. And these rules just make sense to me. So perfect sense. <laughs> let's do it. We start at one to ten. We don't go to zero. I don't know why. Five's halfway, <laughs> even though it isn't. So it is what it is. All right. I think I th- I think on halfbacks you can get point five points. So that's right. That's right. You know. Um, and I mean quarter points. You can still get to a half. You don't have to do a quarter. Sure. Just. Half point increments. Yeah, 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 quarter point increments. All right. Number one, B. John Robinson finishes as the RB1 overall this year. Where would you put that on the Isaiah Likelio meter from one to 10? 6.5. So, oh, you're very confident he finishes his RB one. I think I talked to. I'm I'm not backing down from my pre-draft process when I said he is probably gonna have two thousand yards from scrimmage. Like he and if is he does, so he's probably the RB1. good in he's so good in a passing game. Like that's and what like to be a running back one overall, you have to be really good in a passing game for the most part, unless you're like Adrian Peterson, um, Derrick Henry. Like you know, there's outliers, but for the most part, if you could stay healthy, you're viable in a passing game. You're going to finish as a running back one, and then you're elite running back as well. So as long as he stays healthy, this is a team that's going to be trailing probably a ton. They're going to be dumping off, you know, Desmond Ritter's going to be dumping off passes to B. John Robinson. He's probably going to catch. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he catches like 90 footballs this year and, it, and has a thousand, a thousand, thousand yard, a thousand, thousand season, if not more. Like, I think he's going to blow the doors off the dynasty world. Nobody's going to be surprised because it, it's what it, it is expected. The rest of 4.5 points come from just of like there's other good running backs out there, but it's mostly just because if there's a good chance he could get hurt like more than anything. I think his situation's perfect. I think the player's perfect. I think there's a 6.5% chance he's the number one overall fantasy football running back. Love it. Matt, what do you think? That's a good number, Rich. I mean, because yeah, jump on board, vacation trade. You know, Ar- I mean, you know, Arthur Smith, he wants to establish a run, run, especially with the young quarterback. And and the only thing that kind of worries me is, you know, Cordell Patterson still kind of floating around in some kind of weird pass catching role. Um, so that is kind of what's worrying me, because I don't think it's a player or his, or, you know, like his skills that could slow him down. It, it might just be his development and kind of is Arthur he Smith is he where? Well, no, but it, he doesn't want his young quarterback to get killed either. If he's not doing what he needs to do in pass pro, something something silly like that, where Cordell Patterson is doing it better, or even um, what's his name, Tyler, Tyler, Tyler Algier. Yeah, you're not gonna see you're not gonna see Cordell Patterson in the backfield this year, my friend. Over under likely meter likely meter that Cordell Patterson has ten carries out of the backfield, more than ten carries out of the backfield, nine point five. 
yeah o- over whatever the number whatever the line is over <laughs> under. Like now, I'm just, now i'm just making up total rules now i'm just picking <laughs> over <laughs> overs they're gonna put him in receiver and tight end i'm telling you he's gonna play tight end no not happening it, okay. even if they just use him at debo as a debo samuel he'll get over yeah. 10 not happening all right but anyway it's still a good number i'm just trying to rationalize my maybe lowering it by a half a point <laughs> or so maybe a full it, point so maybe i'm gonna go 5.5 5.5. So 55%. Garrett, where are you at? I'm a little lower than you guys, not because I don't think he has one of the best odds of all of the running backs to do it. It's just really, really hard to pick the number one overall guy. About a different guy every single season. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, I Call think it. are still Call very it. viable options as the number one overall guy. So I I'm mean, going to go it, like. Could this three. be Chubb? Could this be Chubb's year? With, with it could no be a Chubb of- year. Yeah, with the, really him being able to move in the passing game, Saquon right. could be running back one overall. Yeah, so there's a lot of guys that could do it. I think he has one of the best odds to do it, but just with the plethora of players that could get to that point, I'm going to go at like a 3.5. Oh, wow, a non-believer. Wow. Whoa. Total, total non-believer. Wow. Yeah, don't invite him to sing with the monkeys. Shun the non-believer. He's probably not even drafting him number one in, in drafts right now. He's probably, hey, did, he's probably, I, I'm the only one with him on the Scott Fishbowl team. Ooh, good do you guys have him? That's not even a dynasty team, dude. That's a, that's a yeah, because I'm count, I'm counting on him this year. That's even yeah. more important. Okay, I would take him one one in redraft. Well, say something now. Oh, burn. you could have, you could have taken him in the Scott Fishbowl. You that's didn't a super flex league, son. Yeah, you said one one in redraft. Yeah, <laughs> that's not super flex. I don't play super uh, league. I don't play super flex redraft leagues. If I did, it's I would have taken one one. <laughs> next <laughs> all right uh russell wilson bounces back and is a quarterback one again this season one so no chance you have you quarter said, points available rich you, you said QB1? Quarterback. A yeah, qb1 a qb1 a qb1 top 12 guy not so QB he has one. to be a top 12 fantasy football quarterback correct one whoo like no chance. I mean, there's a one percent. No one is, one is zero in this game. Oh, <laughs> one point five. There you go. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I did. Listen, he his his run balance isn't. Uh, his running game isn't really there. It's he's, pretty he's much gone. Yeah, it's pretty much yeah. gone. Everything that John uh, Carroll did not, or not John P. Carroll. <laughs> Uh, didn't want like ru- like the reason he's like listen Russ shut up and play for the team because this is what you do well and succeed. He was right. He goes to the Broncos, shows it right, and I know he's banged up there and whatnot. But like this this game this game is just littered with young talented quarterbacks right now um, and guys that are, are rushing the ball really well. I look for Daniel Jones to outproduce Russell Wilson again. I look for Deshaun Watson to outproduce Russell Wilson. We've already got the high end studs already at the top of the list. Um, I think Kirk Cousins could be better than uh, Russell Wilson. I think Aaron Rodgers, um, who's pretty much also a non-mobile quarterback, has I think has a better chance of finishing higher than Russell Wilson because he, to me, they both got really good receiving weapons. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers has got a help. Like they both have running backs come off ACL uh, injuries. I just think Rodgers got a little better situation there. I just think it's, I think it's hard for Russ to finish in that category again for the situation he is, and honestly, the player he is in his current state. So. I mean, to me, we haven't seen a good Russell Wilson in a couple of years. Uh, I don't think 
even even though just because Sean Payton's going there, like I don't think he's just gonna come in year one and change the whole dynamic of Russell Wilson. I think they think Sean Payton's actually gonna run the ball more than they even did last year, um, which could potentially help Russell Wilson. But I don't think it's gonna be enough to get him to the run, the quarterback one category. I mean, I think his ceiling to me is like right around quarterback fifteen. Honestly, um, I could probably think about fourteen other guys I would draft ahead of Russell Wilson. So. Um, I yeah. mean, I mean, 1.5. I feel good about that. Crystal ball. Right. Right down. Take you a picture. Got, I don't give F. You have guys like Dak Prescott, Tua, Herbert, yeah. Fields, Daniel Jones, Goff, Trevor Holmes. Lawrence, Josh Allen. I haven't, yeah, I haven't gotten to the good guys. Yeah. Josh Allen's hurts. Burrow. Mahomes. Watson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I get it. <laughs> So I, I don't see where he's going to slide in and beat one of those guys out. Trevor so Lawrence. Gonna, I, Jared Goff. I said that. I said that. Um, uh, Lamar Jackson. I might have forgotten him, actually. <laughs> but I might have said them. Um, regardless, I'm going to have a pretty low number. I'm going to say 2.25 just because I want to be able to flex my 0.25 muscle, <laughs> muscles. <laughs> on the quarterbacks. You might new, well rules. new rules, new me, babe. Yep. Uh, I'll go a little bit higher than you guys. I'm going to go 3.25. 4.25. I'm bold. Uh, Let's just I mean, adopt them. You love them so much. Are, <laughs> I'm still saying it's less than even chance, but uh, look, much. he was he was quarterback 16 last year. Part of being a quarterback one is just playing all the games. Like if you play every game, your odds of getting in are pretty good. One of the guys that was ahead of him last year was Tom Brady. He's retired. Um, so if he plays every game, and this is just a marginal improvement on this team, you could sneak into quarterback 12, 11. Like, it's not that difficult. Point, points, per, points per game, he was 24th. Right. You know what? Right. You know what? You're right. I'm changing my score. I'm going to go down to a one. <laughs> no chance ever no matter what dude right down i'm telling you no chance zero All chance right. let's zero go on zero. To the third isaiah likely ometer question jk dobbins tops oh. 1500 total yards rich you want to take this half half back listen half back point. half point question i love jk dobbins and i think he's a super talented player he's already kind of talking smack about wanting to be paid whatnot like i don't know how that's all going to kind of come into fruition i know he did knee clean up but 1500 total yards that's a lot of yards definitely with we don't know how much evolved for running back that i think is very viable in the passing game you're not a guy who's really caught almost no footballs in the nfl um even though i think he can do that like he has not shown he can do that um so i would say this is about a a three and I feel I'm saying that because like I really do like the player, and I definitely think it's possible. Because, but I mean, a great rushing year is 1,400 yards. That's fantastic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I just don't. I don't know how we, how or even if he'll be used in the passing game. So I have to go with a low number here in three. If it was a player I didn't like, I'd be back with the Russell Wilson situation. But I love him so much. I'm moving <laughs> no up to chance. a three. Listen, I think I think him in a different offense. I think that would be a number that he can achieve. I don't. I think with Lamar Jackson stealing rushing yards from him, and not really being a guy that gets running backs heavily involved in the passing game uh, in any kind of like, I guess, with any kind of consistency. Um, 
I, I think that's going to be tough to do. I think he's probably going to be closer to a 1,200-yard guy um, total yards if he stays healthy and everything works out well. Um, uh, 1,500 yards uh, it would be amazing, and I have him on some teams, and I would love that to happen. But um, I really think it's highly unlikely. I think I'm going to go probably 1.5 to – yeah, 1.5, half point. Yep. I I had a hard time with this one because yeah, fifteen hundred is a lofty number, and because I the the tricky part is we do have an extra game now than we had before, so some of these higher rushing totals are slightly more achievable with that extra game. He was averaging, you know, once he came back from getting the knee clean up, he was averaging right around a hundred yards per game. Uh, he was getting a good amount of rushing attempts per game, 15, 13, 12, 17. So he was getting the work. Um, but you're right. The the receiving aspect of this is the tricky part. So I think he would have to get around 1,300 to 1,350 in the rushing yard department to be able to hit this mark. While I think that's possible, I don't know that I would necessarily say it's probable. So I'm going to go with about a four. I think it's about a four for me on the, well, we'll go three and a half to four since I can use the half points. Yeah, uh, three, three and a half, half to four um, would, would probably be the range because if there's somebody that could do it on limited carries, if he has his old explosiveness back, I think he's one of those guys that could. Because remember, these 100 and 125-yard gains games where he had a, a long in that game of 44 rushing yards, 37 rushing yards. All of a sudden, those are 65-yard touchdowns, 75-yard touchdowns, as opposed to getting caught from behind because he just wasn't 100%. So a couple of those breakaway runs look a little different this year. It could put him at a close pace to hit that 1,500 total yard mark. Yeah, I 100% see him doing it. Like, I feel like I like the player a ton, and I can easily see him doing it. It's just there's so much, like, unknown there. Like, I can't say the odds are great, like you said, but, like – I think I think he does it. Telling me there's a chance. All right, I'm, I'm a lot I'm a lot lower on, than obviously than than either one, and it's not it's not talent based. We're you know all under I mean? four, so yeah, right. none of us are overly optimistic. Um, all right, uh, man, we don't have time for many more. All yeah, right. we do. Come on, we have we're gonna throw all, we're gonna dude we're doing every single one of these. So. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, number four, Jonathan Mingo has the most rookie wide receiver fantasy points this year. Where would you put that on the Isaiah likely only? I would, <laughs> I would is, go, I would go five. I think Jordan Addison has the most receiver I, I points this year um, from a yeah, fantasy football standpoint. So I think Addison's my, like I would give Addison like an eight, but I'll give Mingo. Like I think Mingo's in line to be a solid, like this solid second option there um, with not a ton of got like ton of options. You know, with him, Bryce, he's got a good quarterback, um, but the team is just – it's kind of like somewhat of a mess. We don't even know if Mingo's going to be the number one guy in that roster. Could he be like a, a Terrace Marshall Jr. there? Um, so, for me, I give it a 5, 50% chance because he's going to start probably right away, which helps the cause. Um, I just think Jordan Addison's also going to start and be the number two receiver on that team with a much better uh, – like. NFL offense and much better. The fact that he doesn't have to be the number one guy and has the number one receiver in the NFL opposite of him, I think it really helps him a ton. So um, if it wasn't for Jordan Addison, I would say there's a higher, but I'm going to go five. Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan Mingo. Um, obviously we like him. We liked him kind of before. I feel like the, 
rest of the community kind of caught on on him or not the community, but just like the NFL or something. I don't know. Yeah. Twitterverse or whomever. Um, so I like the player. He's, he's got a ton of upside, but like you mentioned, I just, Jordan Addison is a a finished product. I feel like, uh, Jonathan Mingo has some stuff to kind of work on and some, you know, rough edges to, to round off before I think he's ready to like really take charge and be a leader in, in the house of any kind of, rookies first years any any type any type of wide receiver room so i think there's probably guys on his team that are going to lead that team uh, in, in wide receiver yards as well um so it might just bump him down the total list too far for for him to catch a guy like uh, addison who i think is going to go into minnesota and be the you know bona fide number two he's he's already so crisp and and kind of polished um, that he's just going to be able to kind of chew up coverage across from Justin Jefferson as he gets doubled and triple teamed all over the field. So um, I, th- I think Addison's the guy uh, that that's going to lead this category uh, as far as rookie wide receivers. And so Mingo, I'll give wide open. We can do anything, right? You can, you can pick any number, any fraction, <laughs> decimal. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give him a 3.1. 3.1. Yeah, on uh, the Richter scale. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm not going to belabor the point because I, I, I agree with you guys. I think Addison's the most likely you look at the guys that you would think would be ahead of him. I don't know the target volume that, that Johnston JSN Zay flowers. Like, I just don't know that any of them have the target volume in, in year one to really compete for this. So I think it's down to these two players. I think Addison's the most likely, but I think Mingo's in the ballpark. So I'll give him a 4.38 to nice. get this accomplished. All right. Back to another receiver here. Michael Pittman Jr. flourishes with Anthony Richardson and finishes as a top 15 wide receiver in fantasy this year. Rich, what do you think? I give that a two. Please. Two. No. You're not feeling good about it. No, I just and I like it has nothing to do with Michael Pittman Jr. I think this situation this year is just gonna be listen, Anthony Richardson, he offers a ton of upside from fans football, and we all love the upside of the Russian. You talk about the, the Indianapolis, Indianapolis Colts get that team has blitz situation where the, the, the defenders are on the quarterback much, much more than almost anybody else in the NFL. The offensive line's not what it used to be. Um I think Jail Anthony Richardson's got a lot of growing to do um to develop into an NFL quarterback, and that's gonna take time. Um, and I think he's going to run. I think we're going to see a lot of the kind of like what Justin Fields did last year, right? Like sure. a lot of run the ball, lean on Jonathan Taylor, a lot of him scrambling on the football. So it's going to take time. And unfortunately that's going to result in Michael Pittman probably being a low end. I mean, he's still the number one receiver on that team. He's probably going to see the most sure. targets and produce, but there's two, again, there's too many other guys in better situations this year. that are going to fill out that top 15. I mean, literally, if you just look at last year's top 15 players, I think every one of those guys is going to finish ahead of the, uh, Michael Pittman. And honestly, you can even go lower than the top 15 and see some of these guys. I mean, guys that are like at 23, Chris Olave, um, Garrett Wilson at 21, Cooper Cup at wide receiver 22, DK Metcalf at wide receiver 19, T. Higgins with 17. I'll skip Mike Evans. I'll skip Brandon Ayuk. Terry McLaurin is wide receiver 14. Tyler Lockett, 13. Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith. Christian Kirk, Amon, Amon Ross St. Brown, Calvin Ridley was even playing last year. Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Jalen Waddles, Stephon Diggs, AJ Brown, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson. Like for me, like for a player that I like, and he's a really solid young player, 
that's a tough road to climb already. Like with a with an okay quarterback that throws the football because they're so we have such a good receiving core right here. And yes, he's the number one guy, but his quarterback, unfortunately, I think is going to really hinder him and hold him back. I know he's got a good arm, but I really expect him to. That for and, and honestly, this is good for Anthony Richardson to kind of take that approach at the Bears last year, really slowly work him into the offense. Jim Irsay was just on the radio the other day saying, "Listen, we understand that um, that um, Gardner Minshew could come in right away and he'll probably you know do pretty solid and and help us out, but we have to get Anthony Richardson on the field if he wants." Which I agree one hundred percent on this too. If we want him to grow, we want him to develop. The best situation for him to do that is to get him on the NFL field. And I think I agree. And I think that's, you know, with the, the owner saying that the coach is going to lead that way, even though he said it's the coach's decision. And to do that, I think the approach that the Bears took last year is a really good approach for Anthony Richardson. Slowly bring him along, let him get it on there, let him see the defenses, let him read the defense and react. You know, not necessarily go out there and make plays with your arm, but go out there and like feel the pace of the game of the NFL. Go out there and learn the game. And you have Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. You do get Michael Pittman, but you also have your God-given athletic ability and speed to go out there and make moves on the ground as well. So a lot of, like, you know, a lot of um, RPOs, you know, things on those lines, it's just going to hurt Michael Pittman Jr. Like, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if Michael Pittman Jr. finishes as a wide receiver three this year, like a high-end wide receiver three. But, that, again, that has no dismissal on his dynasty value long-term. I just think it's going to be that year of development. And even if he takes a step forward in the second half of the season, that won't be enough, you know, for him to really kind of fish that top 15 category for me. So what, what was your number? <laughs> uh, I give that a two. <laughs> All right, I couldn't remember. That hey, was a long it's one. Wide receivers, wide, it's, <laughs> it's wide open, that, Rich. I'll give that a 2.22. <laughs> All right, I like that. Two's like all that, around. Uh, Ducks like are the on the pond, ladies. All right. <laughs> what does that even mean? Um, he came from a baseball game. He heard somebody say it. No, no, it no. Right. If, you're playing, if you're playing poker and you got a pair of twos, they look like two little ducks. Oh, all right. Gotcha. All yeah. right. Ducks are that's on the how pond, you, boys. That's how you table talk and do I, it. I always slider, thought it was huh? bases loaded where ducks are on the pond. Well, there's that. Uh, um, uh, what, anyway, Anaheim that, Ducks are listen, you're thinking hockey. <laughs> Quiet. Back back to Pittman. Last Quack. year, I mean <laughs> I don't even remember. Dude, I don't even three Michael point one. Jr. three point one same as the last one for me i don't care let's go on move on yeah <laughs> is I, that I, the richard scale <laughs> on the richardson scale um yeah I, I had to put it low too i i wanted i want this to be higher like this is one of those ones where my heart wants this to be higher than it is the longest show we did all day. But, but we really just can't we can't put it much higher than that i'll, I'll go with like a 3.1 just to give it a little bit higher, but it, it's it's unlikely to happen. Jocker. <laughs> that was my number, man. It's your own number. You got an infinity wide right. open. I did 3.1 and you just came out with 3.1, dude. Give me a 3.12. It's <laughs> 8,000 million number the options to go with these textures. 4.2893784. <laughs> Uh, Alexander Madison finishes as an RB one this season. Where are we putting that? Rich, you haven't talked in a while. <laughs> you want to go, man? I'm gonna give that um a four point five 
Because, um, you know, uh, the fact that he's a starter, if he can stay healthy, it's about a ton. You know what I mean? If he can be that. But, like, we haven't seen Alexander Madison viable really in a passing game too much. Like, we don't know how that's going to really work out for him. We've seen him be a running back. Is he, like, a dynamic running back? No. And, like, again, he doesn't have to be a dynamic running back. If he's a starter, he's getting all the carries, he stays healthy all year, that literally a low proposal to be a running back one. That's why I'm going to give him a 4.5 where it's almost 50%. But we don't know if he's viable in the passing game. They got Ty Chandler there. They drafted uh, – did they bring Kenny McIntosh in as well? Uh, no, that's uh, Dwayne McBride's with me. Oh, I'm sorry. Dwayne, yeah, Dwayne, Dwayne McBride, who's all, who's really dynamic in the passing game there. So, for me – In the running game. He's not he's not dynamic in the passing game. He didn't yeah, catch any Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay, so for, Rich. For me, I mean, with so many good young running backs out there, it, it, I think here's almost, almost a slightly under 50% chance to do it if he can stay healthy. But um, again, we without that without the go-to pass catching ability, which I'm not saying he can't do it. On um, that uncertainty, there's two other main running backs that can do that. Like if Jarek McKinnon's a third-down running back, or like or he's on yeah. the field for getting half the snaps for the Kansas City Chiefs this year uh, for most of the year, Jarek McKinnon can literally finish as a running back one just because of that because he'd be so viable in the passing game. Jameer Gibbs, if he's just viable in the passing game, finish as a running back one. DeAndre Swift. If he's just mostly using the passing game in Philadelphia and catching up footballs, he could finish as a running back one. It kind of just pushes these, it kind of offsets these running backs that we don't know if they're pass catching guys. It can push them down a little bit. And we see that every single year. We see a pass catcher running back kind of sneak their way into that running back one category, and you wouldn't view them as a dynamic runner of the football. And now, even too, with that Alvin Kamara uh, says, uh, uh, charge going down to a misdemeanor odds of him being suspended are almost slim to none too. So that proposed him back up to be a really good value um, in dynasty fans football. When we were talking about like last week of like good value running backs to go out there and trade for that puts his value back up there. So 4.5 for me. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty decent number. Uh, he is going to be a hard guy to nail down. I mean, is he a one for one replacement for, Dalvin Cook on a short-term two to three-game basis? Yes. I mean, I think we've seen that before. But can he do it over the course of the season for an entire season? Um, that's that's my biggest lingering question with him. Um, I, I think he's got the body type to hold up. Uh, I, I don't know if mm. he – he obviously doesn't have the explosiveness uh, that Dalvin Cook has. He, he's a notch down um, from him in that respect. So, uh, for me, I'm, I'm – I'm struggling with, with this one a, a little bit because he could. I mean, he could go out there and, and score, you know, seven, eight touchdowns, and that that could be the deciding factor. And even if he doesn't catch 40 to 50 balls, maybe maybe he catches 25 to 30 and, that, and you know, combine that with, with him getting most of the in-between tackle stuff and, and you're good to go. Um, but it could go the other way too. Like you mentioned, there's a ton of, of young running backs on that, on that team that they could be looking, hey – it's not like they signed Madison to a super long deal or anything like that. I think it was right. a, a, a two-year two extension year or something. Like, yeah, so uh, they could be looking towards the future already. And, hey, let's let's just do a committee for a couple of years. Maybe one of these young guys emerges. If they don't, then we'll draft another guy high, and, and that'll be our running back of the future. So there's a lot of unknowns there. Um, with that said, I'm, I'm – probably going to go we're, we're half backs i'm gonna i'm gonna go slightly more than 50 percent, 5.5 just because uh even though i said all that i do think he's probably going to get the lion's share of it yeah i'm i'm probably i'm probably going to be the lowest on this one i think i'm at a 3.5 and part of it is just you know looking at redraft rankings there's a lot of guys that i would probably take slightly ahead of madison and i worry and and this could shift this could change 
But last year, Minnesota was one of the most pass-heavy teams in the red zone. And that's something else. If you're not going to get a lot of passing work, you got to get a lot of touchdowns. And I don't anticipate the passing volume to go down much because now TJ Hawkinson's there for a full year as opposed to just part of a year. And they added another wide receiver weapon and Jordan Addison. So I don't really see that running rate in the red zone going down at all. Uh, so I just think it's going to be – he's going to have a huff, tough time getting tons of touchdowns. He could still you know, sneak into the double digits, but if you're not getting the passing work, you really need 13, 14 touchdowns to be a really solid RB1. And so I think he finishes just outside at like 13, 14 mark. So I'll give it a three and a half. Close, but no cigar for me. All right, last one here. One of our favorite players to talk about. Garrett Wilson is a top five NFL uh, player in receiving yards. We'll just say out of the wide receivers. Top five wide receiver in receiving yards next season. So not fantasy finish, just receiving yards. Where would you put that? You say just receivers. So like Travis Kelsey's Travis 1,303 Kelsey. yards don't count. Okay. Nope, just receivers. Um, yeah. I really like Garrett Wilson this year, and I love the fact that he's going to pair with Aaron Rodgers, like a very accurate quarterback um, with a decent arm, and I love Garrett Wilson a ton. That's just tough with the guys that are ahead of him. I mean, you know, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Tyree Kill, those are three guys I feel like are somewhat locks. And, you know, and I, I almost want to throw like Stefan Diggs in there too. Um, Stefan Diggs was up there. He was number five last year. AJ Brown yeah, was number four. You, you know, Devontae Adams probably takes a step back this year, right? I mean, he was yeah, he was C- number three. CeeDee Lamb takes a step up. Jamar Chase right. wasn't in the top five last year. Um, so again, you, you would expect a guy like CeeDee Lamb to step up. Jalen Waddle's explosive enough to kind of be in that category. Um, you know, Calvin Ridley, we talked about him earlier, is potential getting there. I think. Honestly, I think, you know, in the right situation, Chris Godwin's the kind of player that could finish, you know, it wouldn't be surprised me if he finished in top five yards. But Garrett Wilson's 100% talented enough to do it. You know what I mean? Uh, but top five, that's a lofty category. So I'm going to go five for a 50% chance just because I think he is talented enough to do it, to finish in that, like, top five. There's just so many other good receivers around it. Easily could do the same. That would give, like, the same, like, same thing for C. Lamb. I'd give him a five as well. But I would expect I would I'd give CeeDee Lamb a 5.1 compared to the five over Garrett Wilson. That makes sense. Yep. I would give Stefan Diggs a six. You know what I mean? It's like none of these guys are like I mean, the only one I'd probably give like a nine to, honestly. Or I'd probably give out two nines, and that's Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill. Like and those are my two solid nines. And don't forget Cooper Cup. I mean, he's coming. Oh, back. yeah, he's Cooper healthy. Cup. Yeah, right. you're right. And they're so, gonna throw the football a ton because they're doo-doo butters. So right. Yeah. So four, I actually, yeah, five still, but yeah, I mean, like, there's a lot of guys, even though he's a five, it's 50 50, there's a lot of guys that give like 5.1s to 5.9s to ahead of him. No. So, I mean, realistically, it's Ju- Justin Jefferson, it's Tyreek Hill, it's Cooper Cup if he's healthy all year, as, as the, probably the top three guys in receiving yards. And then you're looking at, you know, AJ a. Brown and Diggs. Diggs like, and Jamar Chase. Lamb. Jamar Chase. CeeDee Lamb. Like can he can he get in that group? That's a tough group to kind of to break into. I mean, C. Like, Lamb was six last year, and this is <clears throat> you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I mean, I like your number, Rich. I think it's very optimistic. I think it's a little bit too high for me. I'm gonna go four point one seven two. 
I think I'm going to go with a 4.172 on this. Yeah, that um, seems about right, Garrett. I just want to take right. a really specific exact number <laughs> that I've been thinking this whole time. And Matt wasn't. Uh, Son of a. <laughs> uh, no, it, it would it would absolutely be in the you know three and a half to four range for me. I don't I don't think it's another one that I don't think is likely. But if we're looking at the optimistic outcome, we've seen Aaron Rodgers find his go to guy almost every year. Now he didn't have anybody mature enough and ready last year to be that guy. But in the past, you look at the Jordy Nelsons, the Donald Drivers, the Devonte Adams. That he finds that guy and he gives them tons of targets and tons of opportunities. And you could argue that Garrett Wilson is as talented, if not, and this might be blasphemous, if not maybe more talented than any receiver that that Aaron Rodgers has ever had. There's a reason that Garrett Wilson was taken as high as he was. Now, Devontae Adams is fantastic. He could easily end up still being the better receiver, but I love what Garrett Wilson does. And if there was one player that goes from, you know, a wide receiver three type into a legitimate wide receiver one this year, it's Garrett Wilson. I think that's it. All right. That's it. Nerd herd. Uh, we're at, we're going on vacation, so we're pretty much uh, going to take a step out here. Garrett and Jared will be hosting next show. Uh, then me and Matt, we will be back uh, in two weeks. After that. Two weeks. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back after that. After these we messages. Got, we got, we got, we a, lot of cool, we got a lot of cool stuff coming up. I can't wait to get in our uh, division breakdowns here, the teams. Right. Uh, that's coming up actually really soon. we got a big announcement coming. I'm going to make a big announcement when we come back uh, where we'll be doing our first live show ever Whoa. in the history of dynasty nerds what? um i mean i guess we did do that one in new york at the cabin but like this is like this is on a whole nother level but that wasn't like a, a live show it was just I live mean, for like dennis that was sitting there watching us i was gonna say technically we're live every time we do this with our that's true we're yeah <laughs> this one's gonna be in front of thousands of people though um yeah. So it's going to be pretty intense. It's going to, it blew my doors off. It'll probably blow some of your guys' doors off too. So I uh, can't wait until then. Uh, I'm going to go come next time you see me. I should uh, be a little bit more tanned. Ditto. Adios. <laughs>